From Universal Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. ToadHopNetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Every single week. Boom. They play the bumper, then they play the music, and you or Ari. Isn't don't they, Renee? Every week somebody tries to jump in and talk. What's up? Punch drunk number, I don't know, 14, 13, what are we? I think we're thir- We're yeah. 14. I think we're 14. We're teenagers now. We're, yeah, we're all grown up. It's ex- very exciting. Now, I know what you're thinking. How did Ari get so handsome? Yeah. What happened? Surgery? We know he had a bad knee. No. That sitting Did he shave? Did he just shave? Is no. We have a legend in the room. A legend in the room, ladies and gentlemen. One of my yes. personal favorites. Steven. Everybody's personal favorite. Brody Stevens. Yes. yes. Honored to be here with Sam and Jason talking sports right in my comfort zone. It's in my groove. It's in my gutter. It's in my zone. I thought Twitter was going to explode when they heard out heard that you were going to be on Punch Drunk. As I'm not going to lie. We had quite a few people that said, please make that permanent. Yeah, we. there was actually a small movement. It was a trending. Get rid of Ari. Mm-hmm. Keep Brody. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. They haven't even heard me. But they were just so today. excited about the thought. That's either they really are big fans of yours or they really don't like Ari. Probably a combination of the two. Yeah, a little bit of both. We'll a little bit of both. That. Uh-huh. But I, I love sports. It's uh, Again, it's second nature with me. Whenever I drive by a baseball stadium, I have to look at it. Last night, I drove by Angel Stadium, Anaheim Stadium. I drove by Dodger Stadium. They both played locally. It's rare you, they play at night on the same same day. Why mm-hmm. is that? Did, really? I didn't know that that was kind of a rule. I mean, most teams like Chicago and San Francisco and New York, they with the A's are in town, the Giants are out of town. If the Cubs are in town, the White Sox, Sox are out of town. Oh, so that's it's rare crazy. You get. But last year, the Angels played at home a 7 o'clock game and the Dodgers played at home a 7 o'clock game. And I went to the Angel game first for like five innings and then I drove the Dodger game and went to that for a few innings. Did you really? So I did I did the, the double. Pulled it off. Nice. Well, you get the real experience, right? Because you can just walk into the dugout, start high-fiving people. You can call in for, can we bring in a righty or a lefty? How do you get into those? When you what, What's the, you know, because you know, if you go to a game, let's say I want to go to the Dodger game, I can just go walk up. You can walk around the parking lot, get some cheap you know, once a game starts, you can get a good seat for five bucks because you're like the game already started. You know, scalping or whatever. Right. But when you, um, perfectly, when you got, uh, uh, you know, you know a lot of these guys. You're getting on the field. You're getting. Yeah, I get a field pass. I don't have one yet this year. I haven't gone down. But my good friend was a coach with the Yankees, and then he was with the Dodgers. So I'd always get some kind of field pass before the game. Uh, is that friend Joe Torrey? There's a Joe. Well, yes, and there's a relationship with Joe. It's not just Joe; it's it's relatives of of Joe. And then by getting that pass, you get to meet people, and then they know you from. Is maybe, that a season long thing, or you have to get one for each game? You're supposed to get one for each game, but sometimes they just they get to know your face, and so I treat it like I was like a media guy. They go there early, they hang out, you watch batting practice, they yeah. interview the manager, they then the other team comes out, they'll talk to the other team, then they go up in the press box, and then. When they go to the press box, I would go in the stands and watch a few innings and head home. I wouldn't always stay for the whole game, but if I had, if I can get down and get good seats, I would do that. Just kind of depends. But I didn't have like, you know, carte blanche, but it's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Do you so cool. um? Which stadium do you like more, Angels or Dodgers? I like Dodger Stadium. So Why? Do I. It's just more 
flavor, more character, more history. More I mean, like, Anaheim Stadium's nice. It's clean. It's, it's family. Brand new. It's, but Dodger Stadium is more like a park, like an old. That's how I feel about Wrigley. But you know, Wrigley Field as well. Yeah. Like out of the two parks in Chicago, they're very similar. Like Wrigley's like old and, and it's like can't. history and it's like an old baseball park. And then, you know, where, where the Sox play, it's like a brand, it's like an amusement park. It's like how the how Staples Center is. Yeah, how, U.S. How, cellular. It's just crazy. I, I Here's my whole thing. Um, I just like to be comfortable. And I feel like some of these old parks aren't that comfortable. You know, you're paying for a ticket. For a seat that was built in 1930, when people were smaller and didn't have the right to bitch. Yeah. Well, I went to Fenway, and that's the first thing you notice is like, wow, these seats are small. And I think they keep, I don't know if they, they had the original seats in there, but they've got seats from, got to be from the 70s and the 60s and the 50s, maybe even further back. So you do notice that. Dodger Stadium, they've put in new seats, I think, over the years. But, yeah, definitely. I don't think there's many ballparks. I mean, Wrigley Field probably has that. That cramped feel, Fenway Park. Hey, real quick, is uh, is anyone answering? Because it just keeps ringing. Oh, yeah, we just lost another caller. We're losing callers. We're losing callers. So, uh, Dodgers, do you think the quick start's going to stay? Do you like what 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 we're looking at? Because I got some bets going on here that Dodgers make the playoffs. Do you think it happens? I feel good about it. Yes, I do too. Do you feel like uh, they can sustain it? It's not just like this euphoria that the McCourts are gone. It's just like they're actually putting it together. Or that the team actually didn't like McCourt that much that they didn't even want to play last year. I think what you're saying, there's a, there's a lot of that involved on several levels. Yes, McCourt being gone is good. To me, circus. being in is cool. There's a lot of buzz and hype around the Dodgers, even though they're not drawing that well. They didn't last night, only got... 20-something thousand announced, but that's because I think the Lakers, Clippers, yeah. Clippers, Clippers Lakers, Mother's LA Day. Kings, Mother's Day, good point. Uh, it was a Monday night. No one's taking their mom to a Dodger game? Exactly. Father's Day sold out. Mother's Day, not so much. Yeah, that's true, because you got to take your mom to a fat restaurant. Yeah, you got to do something. Let me ask like you, Denny's. Buddy, do you think uh, uh, that the media got too crazy with the Magic Johnson thing? Do you think he makes... That much of a difference, I got gotcha, you. That much of a difference, um, it, it, you know, because everyone's like, oh, now that the Do- Ma- Magic Johnson is part owner of the Dodgers or front man, now we're going to be able to get players here. I mean, do, does it does that I matter? Think it, I think it it does for a little bit. I mean, it might wear off after a few years. Well, is that I, what we're seeing with the Red Sox? It's kind of wearing off that magical run for a little while. I mean, well, I'm just saying, what does Magic Johnson know about baseball? What doesn't can he, matter. He knows what about can he winning. Do? He knows about LA. Right? He knows about business. He knows about positive energy. Positive. He smiles all the time. There is some of that. If you know the that an owner doesn't want to spend. Money, you don't want to go there. It's in a prime location. Why wouldn't you want to come play for the Dodgers? You got owners who are hedge fund guys, which is a nice way of saying evil. Cash. These, these guys have the money and they want to win. Yep. And it can be done. Why not do it in Los Angeles where you have history, you have weather, uh, you have Dodger Stadium. Like you said, we talked about that earlier. It might not be the best stadium experience. But he was talking about building it up. He wants to add a whole bunch of new things to it. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Well, they need to, yeah, I mean, they need to better the fan experience, but they also need to better the player experience because players 
their their thing is we want a nice clubhouse, we want a nice workout room, we want we want a nice batting cage, we want space, we want all those things like the new Yankee Stadium has. They love it. So I I think a lot of the um, the fan experience is great, but it's even better for the players. Right. I think that's a problem that I know it's a different sport, but UCLA basketball kind of went through that in that their like locker room is horrible. It's like old school. That's why they're doing all these renovations now. But the like for the longest time, the you were literally just going to UCLA, UCLA for the name. You weren't going yeah. for the experience because it was an old school John Wooden's back in the day locker room where there was no frills. Now they've kind of built up. Aren't they building up Poly Pavilion? Isn't yeah, that the whole yeah. thing? It's coming out next year. Yeah, I mean, kids are choosing more so in college teams. Um, based off uniforms, I mean it's 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 that I mean it's that you just have to acknowledge that fact that look at Oregon the uniforms uh, made by Nike the football team wears a different uniform every game and they have something like two hundred different combinations. Is that right? Yeah, it's crazy. Some and of them aren't nice though. The Some kid, of them are bad. The, the but kids I also want to go there because of that. It's cool. I think ESPN's also changed the landscape in that you don't have to go to Duke, North Carolina, you to get on television. There's so much every the internet and cable, it's connected everybody so much that, you know, it is harder for the powerhouses to win every time. I granted Kentucky just won, you know, but it is, it's a different game. You're gonna see some people like uh where did RG three come out of Baylor? Baylor, Baylor, Baylor well, a doormat team. Baylor's Baylor. moving up a little bit in, in a lot. football and basketball, a lot of sports, baseball as well. They're pretty solid baseball program, if I recall. Yeah, Baylor. Baylor. I mean, all those Texas schools are great in Texas baseball. Texas is its own, it's its own little Texas country. and Florida, man. They, they and just if I'm a pump baseball, out baseball player, and football, Texas and Florida, they just pump out athletes, all sports, baseball, football, basketball. Yeah, it's got the best athletes in the world come out of Florida, but Texas too, man. It's, if I was, yeah. if and I was. California. Baseball yeah. player, I would love to play for the Dodgers because I get all the perks of fame, but some of like I get rid of some of the negatives in that you know in Boston, if you're a Red Sox fan, you're a fish in a gold bowl. You know, I mean a fish bowl. You're just like everyone's looking at you all the time. Actually, as a Dodger, you can get lost in all the celebrities in Los oh, Angeles, yeah. so you can still go around and do your own thing. Yeah. Well, the West Coast is like that in general. I don't know if it's so much like that with like, the Giants, for example. I don't know how those guys can go out in the city up there, especially Brian Wilson with that beard and all that. But I would say that West Coast, L.A., compared to Boston, compared to New York, yeah, you could, uh, dr- you're driving, you don't take the subway, you're staying out in the suburbs, the media is not yeah. as hard on you, the fans, you know, it's like, yeah, they do show up in the second inning, and they do leave in the seventh. And a lot of that has to do with traffic. In that LA. Most of it has to do with traffic. People you don't, don't realize. You, the only reason you're leaving early, you're like, okay, this game's a blowout. This is, if we leave now, we won't get stuck in traffic. And that's like a huge... You're deciding whether you want to give up an hour of your Especially life. Especially if to, it's a blowout. And the other thing is, is like when people say that shit, it's like the bottom line is like, I paid $75 for this ticket. If the team is... An, uh, if I paid $40... To go see a movie with my girlfriend, and the movie sucks, and I'm furious about it. Uh, I'm gonna leave. You know, if I, it's my right to, to to leave a movie early. If I'm a if I'm a diehard fan, and my team's getting blown out, and I'm pissed because you know because they're getting blown out, I'm gonna go beat traffic early. Yeah. I'm, I'm just getting more and more pissed watching these teams, watching my team get blown out. Do you ever leave a movie early to avoid traffic? 
Uh, no, but like I've left... in theater, you would do that? I've left movies early because I was... And because it because sucked. Because it's bad, Because yeah. it was horrible. I've left movies early because they were terrible. I've walked out of films. I've only walked out of a couple films, maybe. Right. But if you knew the end of the film was going to suck, that like halfway through it's pretty much over for you, and you knew there was going to be a shitload of traffic if you wait to the end of this, wouldn't you leave a movie early? Yeah. Yeah, you just got I to. Listen, listen to it on radio. HBO's Brody Stevens here with us today. We got a great uh, show coming up after this. Yes, positive friendship. Joey Medina is coming on. He's going to have Renee Garcia is going to be on with his gay son, stepson, and they're going to talk about having gay uh, family members. So, oh, cool. Yeah, it's going to be a progressive, fun talk. Um, I should have been on that show. Joey Medina. A- he went on the road with Russell Peters, I think. Did he? Yeah, they that played- guy's a nice guy. Russell Peters is a nice guy. Joey's a great guy. Yeah, we they're talking, both great guys. We we're just talking about that. You want to take a call? Uh, I think we should get in the Clipper talk real quick. I don't know if you're a fan of the Clippers, Brody, but we're huge Clipper fans here on the show. Let me tell you something, Sam. We went both Jason. with the jerseys today. I grew up here in L.A., and I was here when the Clippers moved up from San Diego. Eighty-four. Uh, 84. Was it 84? I think it, I think it was 84. I went to the Clippers, and I got to double check. I'm pretty sure their first official. Game stop as the LA Clippers. It was a preseason game, and it was at Loyola Marymount. It was Clippers, I think, versus Nuggets or whatever. But Bill Walton was there, and it was I think their first. I went with my father. The first preseason game oh, ever. It's awesome at the LA Clippers. Just th- throwing that out there, but. I think uh, it's it's taken time, and I think they're officially. I think especially once they moved to Staples Center, yeah, we kind of became that. they're a real a real team. Yeah, well, uh, we've talked about it. There's pre uh, Staples Centers and post Staples Center, and when he got in the Staples Center, Don Sterling had to put asses in seats, or else they were going to kick him out. The, there was that whole time when they were renegotiating their contract that oh. Staples Centers did threaten to kick them out of the Staples oh, Center. Oh, they did. Yeah, and so they they have to put asses in seats. Um, but I'm telling you, I I knew this whole th- the, the I knew that Memphis was going to be a tough series. I knew we were going to win. I know a lot of people didn't think we were going to win, but we won. I I like us against Spurs. So do I. I think it's a great matchup. I think we got to understand that Tim Duncan is 2012 Tim Duncan, not 2000 Tim Duncan. Right. He's, he's, he's older. He's not. I mean, it's his father time. It kicks in. He's still a great player. Great but player. Not. And what you he know, was. it's like Ginobili. Same thing. A little older. I know they had some downtime. Yeah. It is going to be a hard, hard, hard fought game. But Parker, have, Parker makes me nervous. We have somebody on the line who made a bet. Yes, we do. You want to go to him right now? Yep. And I'm so sorry to. Here, hit the one below it. There we go. Ron, how are you, bud? 818 Brody. Yes, Ronnie, you got it. Ron, Positive are you. Positive push. Did you lose a bet over the weekend? Uh, I, I don't know. I think I did. Yes. I think you did, huh? Ron, do you own us a song? Well, I haven't received a song. Well, I think you can just make it up. Well, how am I supposed to? You said you're going to make the song. Oh, so we can not, make it. We can. We can. We can. He can do this for next week. All right, week. tweet me your uh, email. I'll send you a song. I was gonna let you get off of, by just singing your own song, but I'm gonna actually write a song. And when Ari's here next week, you're gonna sing the song. Uh, you want to fill Brody in on what the bet was? What's what is? I, I like to sing. What's the song? Uh, uh, you don't want to sing the song. Brody. Maybe you do. What is it? What is it about? Um, Basically, this guy Ron called in and started blasting us because we're so pro-Clipper. Right. Talking about how they're garbage and that the Grizzlies were going to kill it. 
And they didn't. And they didn't. And our bet was that if I lost and the and the Clippers lost first round, I would have to sing the Canadian national anthem. Oh, okay. If he lost, he had to come in and sing about how much he loves black men's big black junk. I'll pass on that one. <laughs> Are you sure, Brody? Yeah. <laughs> I'll let Ronnie uh, come up with those And the only reason I came up with that is because uh, Ronnie just came in there just so loud and just disrespecting my team, talking all this smack. Were you actually rooting against them, Ron, when you were watching this? Like, man, if they win this game, I'm going to have to sing about how much I love Black Dick. I was. I was with all my friends. And <laughs> it was like uh, everyone didn't know why I was freaking out. But <laughs> <laughs> It's just a game. Why do you care? <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you want to do this? I mean, eventually, I mean, you have to pay up. So, what are you going to do? You're going to are we going to write a song for you about how much you? Because I got a special feeling we are going to write a much worse song for you than <laughs> yeah. you probably could be singing for yourself right now. I respect the bet. I lost fair and square. I'll fucking deal with it. You're a man, dude. We respect that right. for you. You where's, are a grown man. Where's Ronnie from? Is he in Canada? Canada, yeah. yeah. So were you a Grizzly fan were they, when they were with Vancouver? Big Country Reeves. Yeah. yeah. I remember him. Oklahoma State. I hate Damon Stoudemire to this day. He's a fucking idiot, prick, motherfucker. Could you well, stop? A lot of cursing. A lot, a lot of, of anger up, up there in Vancouver. <laughs> They make sure they rioted. Hey, we gotta write. We got. Hey, we gotta write this guy a song about black dick. What rhymes with Stoudemire? <laughs> no. You <laughs> <laughs> did. I'm telling you, bro. You had an out. He did have an out, man. You had an you out, had and an you out. lost. Bam! I just hung up on him because he always hangs uh, up. He on does us. always hang up on us. Yeah. <laughs> we just had to hang up on him. We what, actually got you, his move before he got us with his move. I mean, what do you think? I, I just never could get into. To what? Memphis Grizzlies. The I mean, I kind of like the name Memphis Grizzlies, but are there grizzly bears in Tennessee? I mean, I guess there are. Yeah. yeah I a mean, grizzly? I don't know about grizzly bears. I'm there's, sure somewhere in the woods black of Tennessee bears. there are some bears. No, there's black bears. I don't know if there's gr grizzly bears. That's like that's like Alaska and up north. I mean, grizzly bears are like, that's a whole nother Brody, thing. Brody, do you like that New Orleans is thinking about getting uh, a, the name? They want to get rid of the Hornets, and they're thinking about getting this. They want to be the Spirits. New Orleans spirit? <laughs> yeah. That's it's terrible. kind of light. A little light in the loafers. <laughs> I liked when it was the jazz. The Clippers, their dance team was Clipper spirit. Yeah. And they yeah. had a... They still are, right? Yeah, Clipper they're Clipper spirit. spirit dancers. And then they had a uh, mascot, Sam Dunk. Remember him? No, I don't. I don't Sam remember Sam Dunk. Dunk was the Clipper mascot at the sports arena. I used to go to the games all the time. Again, I was a basketball guy. I grew up here in L.A. Yeah. And we would go to Clipper games at the sports arena... And How bad was the sports arena, right? It was just, uh, I mean... It's a glorified high school, high school gymnasium. Gym. Yeah, it sure was. It's just like old... It's like just, a Division two college gym. It's just old and dreary. But the sound there, I, I know like Bruce Springsteen, he only plays a sports arena. He doesn't like playing Staples or anything Well, he like opens Staples, Staples notoriously has bad uh, yeah, acoustics The for acoustics concerts. are horrible for that, that place. It's like when you're playing a big comedy club and it's like... A huge theater, and the the laughter just gets lost in the sky. Oh, really? The yeah. big uh, big theaters that happens. Yeah, all the, yeah. Like uh, there's a lot of clubs where it's like the laughter isn't nearly what it could be. All the great clubs are are clubs that have low ceilings. Yeah, everyone says that low ceilings because the laughter goes up, hits the top, and comes back down. You know, 
But when you have a big ceiling, high, high, high ceilings, it just gets lost. But that's the price of fame. You're doing a theater at least. Yeah. That's the way you got to look right, at it. Right, right. Or you can do a small place and charge $200 a ticket. Oh, I like that approach. <laughs> yeah. Play, do you? Play, play 300 people at 200 bucks a ticket. Like Seinfeld, he could play like a hundred seater, right? And char- right, like right, make right. it like a fundraiser. Yeah, and just charge four hundred bucks or something. Crazy. Then you're seeing him in a small. Place. You think Whitney's playing small theaters yet? Think she's there yet? She's got three shows now on TV. Does she play? Pro- I mean, does she have time? She has three shows on fucking TV. I don't even know how you shoot three shows. She's doing San Manuel Casino with oh, Rob I did Schneider. S- I did see that. I did see that too. I wonder what she's getting paid for that gig. Probably a lot. Like how many thousands? Uh, do they have pesos or trinkets? What do trinkets. they pay at the casino? They pay they, yeah, they pay you in, uh, in tokens. tokens. They pay you in pelts. I don't know. Probably a yeah. lot. She's doing well, right? Good for her, right? I no, guess. Yeah, we're big fan of the show. Big fan of the show. We want everybody we know to get shows and keep going because... That's not totally true, Brody. <laughs> <laughs> everybody we know... Mm, well, everyone who's fine. got things going on, yeah. and we know them, don't we want them to do well? Because Brody, we're not going to say their names, Brian. I don't want you to go into it. Just in general, is there anyone you don't like? I mean, there's... I don't want let names. Me, let me rephrase that. I'm just trying that. to figure out, is, is there anyone you have... What? Go on. Is there anybody that you, along those same lines, that you don't like or that you're resentful towards where you're like, you know what, I don't want that guy to get this audition. He's a prick. He doesn't deserve it or whatever. No, I, I kind of am not wired that way. But, I, I mean, I see the good in people. I mean, if you like... I mean, there's certain things I don't like about certain people, I guess. But I kind yeah. of just... I somehow make it my fault for feeling that way. I put it back on me. So uh-huh. that's kind of me being selfish and self-centered, which you I am. You flog yourself. Yeah. So I do... I mean, there's certain things about certain people that that... You know, rub me the wrong way, but I'll never be like, this guy doesn't deserve the audition. But I'll be honest, I see people do things, yeah, kind of like puts, not pressure on me, but... Makes like, you check like you're like, God, how does this guy get this? No, him? like, I should be doing more stuff. Yeah. I don't I don't think like, uh, how is that guy getting stuff? Oh, you mean, you mean you see them succeeding, you're like, why aren't I succeeding like that? A little bit of that, or like maybe I'm not funny, or maybe I should be doing something differently. Maybe I shouldn't be lying in bed as long what, as What I would am. you see yourself doing, Brody, that you're not doing right now? Because I, I happen to think you're a very successful human being. Uh, own a, a townhouse or a You always say that. It's always the first answer is always property owning. <laughs> owning land someday, I'd um, say, positive. So hold on. So if you get a townhouse, you're going to feel like it's you made it. That would be a that would be a a check, yes, and then also a girlfriend for more than six months. Now you date a bunch of girls. I've dated, not lately though. Why? Because you just focus on the career. I think I'm too focused. Not too focused, but maybe yeah, focus on my career. Mm-hmm. Libido's gone away, but it's coming back from feel the like, meds. Feel like it's coming back. It's like Jason Voorhees. It, it may be dead, but you know <laughs> it will eventually rise again. Right, yeah, libido gone away strictly from medication though. I think that has a lot to do with it because I've been adjusting my medication recently and I already feel uh, Horny? different. I feel well. Yeah, I got a. I was. I said yesterday. Uh, I got a, a boner at the grocery store. That's correct. Wow. <laughs> now let me ask you something, Brody. Now when you say your libido's down, 
when you when look at shops. like, let's say we're at the comedy store and some of these young hot girls are running around and they're just hanging out and they're they're trying to work their way up the comedy scene and they're so hot. And you know, like you have the pull to make some stuff happen if you wanted to. Do you ever look at them? And like when you say your libido is down, do you not look at them sexually? Are you just, or are you just like, ah, I don't feel like even bothering. Like if she threw it at me, I'd take it, but I'm not even gonna throw heat. Like what are you talking about? I mean, if the girl's cute and she's coming on to me, I mean, I would be open for it. But I think also, yeah, my libido because of the meds were kind of like just shut down. But I'm not. But you look at them sexually, right? Or you just don't even look at them sexually? Like, oh, she's cute, but not sexually. Yeah, I'm kind of like going through that phase. Like, I look at them, I don't think about, oh, I want to do this to her. I, I see good-looking girls, and I go, wow, I wish they would, like, pay attention to me. That would be cool. You know, give me a back scratch or something like that. And I mean, do you understand, once you get a show on HBO, like, how much intellectual ass you're going to be getting? Because that's where all the f progressive hipster chicks watch. Well, if the show goes... In whatever form, and if I get, if it, if that's the way I have to express myself through a TV show or whatever, for them to get to know me and take away some of the uh, edginess that I have or kind of the intimidating features I have, then so be it. If that's going to break down that wall for them to go, hey, I like this guy. Let me write a letter. Let me approach him. Do, do people write letters still? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, like an email or, or you know something like that. But take a memo, Larry. <sighs> Dear like Stephen Brody Stevens. Yeah, I'd like to have a girlfriend one day, but I'm just not, my mind is not there right this second. That's totally cool, and I respect that. All right, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll come back with Legend of the Game, everybody's favorite, the Brody Stevens. Here's this is the Punch Drunk on Toad Hop Network. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Surprise your woman in the bedroom. Go to adamandeve.com and receive 50% off almost any item, a free gift, three free DVDs, and free shipping. So go to adamandeve.com now and enter Toad Hop. If you didn't check out the Heidi and Frank show this week, well, you didn't get to hear this. The Time Magazine cover, she's a woman who is breastfeeding her her child who is, oh... Old enough to stand on a chair and breastfeed. Mm. <laughs> in, in corduroy pants. Yeah, he's, what, three or four years old with child... She's hot. I would never stop if that See, was my mom. that's my point. Seriously, he knows his mom's cute. He's almost winking at camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know he looks at his dad that way, too. Like, he's like, sorry, we're all full here. The Heidi and Frank Show, live every day from 10 to noon on the Toad Hop Network. Or you can hear them whenever you want by becoming a VIP and getting unlimited access to all the fun at Heidi At the Toad Hop Network, Tuesdays are now Tastier Tuesdays as we open our doors at 3 p.m. to you, our beloved viewer, so you can watch your favorite podcast live on the big screen right below where it's actually happening and enjoy $3 draft beers until 11 p.m. That's right, Tastier Tuesday at the John Lovitz Comedy Theater at Universal City Walk. There's no cover charge, $3 beers, and $3 valet parking after 7 p.m. Tastier Tuesday with $3 beers. This and every Tuesday at the Toad Hop Network.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. There it is. Ah, bam. There's our music. I don't know how this became our music, but every time I hear it, I'm always like, yeah, it's time. Does that play for every show? Do you guys play that when you come in just for this one? It's just us, kid. Because we're superheroes. That's our shit. That's our music. That's, That's our superhero That's music. That's jam. By the way, did you see, speaking of superhero music, did you see The Avengers yet? No. Did you? Yes, I did. It's pretty good, huh? I liked it. Oh, aren't you, don't you, aren't you friends with Iron Man in, to some extent? Well, I worked with him, Robert Downey Jr., but <laughs> I don't think he'd remember me. Oh, he really? would. I, tell you, I, I, thought I, I think you're you. unforgettable, brother. Didn't you have lunch in his trailer or something, you and Zach or something? I remember you telling me something Yeah, about I went to his trailer by mistake. That was in Due Date, right? Yes. Just giving some of your credits. Robert Downey date. Jr. Good guy, huh? Yes, good guy, nice guy. Uh-huh. Everybody says that about him. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be a nice guy, too, if I was a gazillionaire. Avengers, great. Really enjoyed it. I'm going to go see it this weekend. Good movie. I recommend it. I have to wait till all the high school kids in L.A. go see the movie, then I go. Smart. Yeah, a lot of young kids there. I went last Monday night at like 11 o'clock, and it was packed. Yeah, they pack it in, man. So you go like two weeks after the opening, and you can get a nice seat. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. pissed I didn't see. Um, there's a go- I haven't gone to the movies like I used to. I wish I went more. I'm trying I- to go more. I think I might go see a movie tonight. It's it's good for it's good for your mind. It's good for your your patriotic soul to go yeah. see a movie. I think yes. And yeah. you you're seeing their best work usually right. And it can and as an entertainer, somebody creative, it can inspire you. You know, to see the final finished product, like wow, these guys did this. I can do something. Have you been to any championship games, as in like a World Series, NBA Finals, Super Bowl? Like, what have you been to? I've not been to a Super Bowl. Been to a playoff game, NFL. Been to a few World Series games. How's that feel? Uh, it's pretty cool. World Series is cool, but it's not. You know, I went. I didn't go to a game seven or anything like that. I went to like a game one, game two kind of thing. Um, playoffs, I've been to those. I was at the Lakers-Celtic playoff games back in the 80s. Well, that has to be a, a finals then. Finals. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I went to that. That was big. Oh, but no, not Game 7. I didn't go to a Game oh, so 7. So you went when to... it was Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird, all that awesomeness. Yeah, I was at the game where McHale clotheslined Rambus. I was there. I saw it happen live with my own eyes. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Is that how that works? And what was the feeling on that? It was crazy. What age were you then? That was a teenager what, 85, then, huh? 84, yeah. 86. So I was like 14, 15, 16. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. crazy. I went with my dad to that game. I, we were way up high, I remember. And, uh, it was at the I, Forum. It was at the Great Forum Western. there in Inglewood, and I saw it happen. It was just in, crazy. Those games were intense. I mean, everybody ha- hated the Celtics. I'd go to regular season games. I'd go to about three to four games a year. Now, let me ask you something, Brody, because baseball is interesting compared to basketball and that for some reason I think good baseball players can become good coaches, whereas in the NBA, for some reason, good basketball players don't necessarily make the greatest coaches. We always see when like a, a, a great player becomes a coach or GM, it just doesn't seem to translate. Do you, do you feel that? Do you see that? And any reason? I mean, I feel it. I think in in different sports, I mean, baseball, it can happen. I mean, Kirk Gibson, he's the manager of the of the Diamondbacks. He had a good career. Frank Robinson was a manager for a while. But a lot of people think like these these great baseball players because they made it look easy and maybe it was easier for them. They couldn't relate 
to say an average regular or a bench guy they couldn't relate or a, a great hitter couldn't relate to a pitcher so i think you had that problem in baseball but is it is it that baseball's more of a strategy in terms of chess, like this player here, this player, whereas basketball is just like it's up and down. And if you put the most athletic guys out there, you you know you'll probably play better. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like it's a different vibe. Like if you're a great baseball player, you 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 think different, you see different stuff, you react different. You, you know, certain things trigger certain thoughts in your head. Yeah. Whereas like, let's say uh, Magic Johnson. When he played the game, he saw it so much bigger than everybody, and in such depth compared to everybody else, that maybe, even though he still sees that, he can't get his players to see that, so they can't kind of push out his game plan because he's thinking on another level. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah, that makes sense, too. Like, he, I mean, he was so great and had these special, these extra, you know, instincts. Yeah, maybe he couldn't explain it to these guys. And then you also get, I think, basketball because of just maybe where the players are from and a lot of them not going to college anymore. you got to be able to relate with the guys. And sometimes there's they're jealous maybe of a big star. Oh, you're a big star. You're Magic Johnson. Like when he coached, he didn't do very well. Or Isaiah Isaiah Thomas did okay. Larry Bird. I don't think he, he did well at all. Did he do well any, he at any point? He was kind of good with Indiana, and then right. like, everything then, it's just been scorched the earth. Right, it was horrible, yeah. Larry Bird, he was okay. Yeah, he was, he's, he's the okay. exception when it comes to the uh, to uh, the NBA. A lot of people want, I mean, we'll see what Kevin McHale is. He, you know his who makes, team was doing really well for a while this you, year. There's a few. There are a few exceptions in baseball, but you know who makes good basketball coaches is the opposite guy. Is the guy who... Like a, uh, uh, I don't Stan want to say Brandis. I'm saying like a, uh, even Jackson, even any of these guys that are like, they weren't the star, but they were the guy that was sitting next to the coach for 13 seasons. And right. the they guys. were the, 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 a lot of them were journeymen who played with, right. a, through, a, through a lot of different systems and a lot yeah. of different teams. And you're like, oh, that guy had a pro career. Like a George Carl. George Carl played. Brooks. All those Scott guys. Brooks. Yep. You know the, uh, uh, um, Rick Carlisle. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Uh, Scott Skiles. Well, I don't know about Steve Kerr. I know, I'm saying these guys, but a lot of them are like assistant head coaches. A lot of those guys that, like the Scott Skiles and the, and the Kerrs, the guys that we knew growing up as players, they're not full-run head coaches yet, you know? But they're like, all these guys are, you're like, wow, I, I kind of remember that guy's name. Was he a pro guy, you know? And it's those guys that sit next to the coach for 13 seasons, have the clipboards. Vinny Del Negro. Vinny, was, uh, another yeah. classic example. Vinny Del Negro. Great example. And you example. know, I'm going to say something about Vinny Del Negro. How much shit he took during the whole entire year for not being a very good coach. That game seven, now Blake Griffin's Brilliantly knee coached, I will had, admit. You know, he also had to worry about Blake Griffin's knee. But I think what he but learned from coaching. game six to game seven was when we were up in game six, up by eight points, the Clippers... With eight minutes to go, he put in our starters and they lost all the lead. Right. Whereas for some reason, our second unit was able to do more damage against the Grizzlies. So this time he just kept them in. Right. And they kept their foot on the gas and they were able to keep it at eight and ten the whole rest of the game. So they eventually won by ten points instead of feeling the need just to put his starters back in because that's what every coach would do. Right. He actually took a gamble and said, this team's actually the one, this unit's actually the one getting the job done. Right. I'm going to put Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and and uh, Karam Butler on the bench and bring out Reggie Evans, right? 
Kenyon Martin, who's phenomenal. Right. Well, I'll tell you this. this guy's hustled. Here's what I hard. like. Here's what I like about Del Negro, and I and I learned to like it right now uh, in this last game is exactly what Tripoli's saying. He, uh, you're you're right, Sammy. Yeah, I'm just trying to see what this guy wanted to call about. Um, it's uh, what you're saying is how this guy. Uh, technically, that's his career. He put on the line. Game seven. You know, a close game on the road, right. and you keep your pl- star player on the bench. You know, and you wind up winning the game. You lose that game, game seven. You get eliminated from the playoffs. Is this a contract year for Del Negro? Yeah, yeah, a contract year. Game seven. Every page, every sports page in Los Angeles, every ESPN Los Angeles, everything's going to be like Del Negro kept him, kept their star player on the bench. Clippers lose by three, game yeah. seven. Get this fucking asshole out of town. Yep. That's what happens. Yep. I mean, he really rolled the dice with trusting his second team, man. And that's how you build a fucking team. How you build a team is you get... Watch the language. It's, I'm making Brody... Oh, posit- positive energy? Yeah. That's how you build... the dirty words. That's how you build a gosh darn that. team. No, the other night, it was very funny when you were at the comedy store and you were doing uh, Brody Stevens talking dirty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I, Caressing. Uh, I'm not anti-foul language. I've just been around so many situations where I can't use it. And I know why. I know how people react to it. So a lot of people, they don't like it. I respect right. that. That's why I told them to stop doing it. Pos- um, yes, thank you. <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, uh, so, so I, I just think, I think it was a ballsy move. And it really made me like Del Negro because what he said was, I'm not worried about my contract. I'm not worried about the press. I'm not worried about anything. I'm going to win this game. And also, simultaneously, I'm going to build a belief system in this second unit that you guys can win without Chris Paul. You guys can win with uh, Blake Griffin on the bench for seven and a half, the last eight minutes of the game, Mm -hmm. our star players injured. I'm going to bring some of these guys in, and we're still going to maintain this lead. And I'm like, holy shit. Memphis, I like that. Memphis uh, was committing felonies out there. I mean, they, literally, both sides that of the ball. just felony. But they let both teams. Th- there was so much hand-checking. Memphis is, it is a, a dangerous, dangerous town. town. The first 48 is always out of Memphis. It is always Memphis. It's Memphis or Phoenix. Yeah. Or Dallas. First 48, that's, uh, Dallas. Yeah, that's the Grizzlies thing. First 48. Yeah. Yeah. Dallas-Fort Worth, too. 187, 187. Uh, you guys want to take a call? I'll give you two because both these could pertain to Well, this guy wants to talk. Uh, okay, which one do you want to I'll give you two choices. Let's go uh, first one. guy wants to talk to Brody and the other guy's been on hold a little bit longer. Go for the guy who's been on hold longer. All right, so we're going to go Luke. Luke Albany, what's up? Was this Rick or Luke? Positive energy, 518. Yes, P-E in the house. Hey, I'm so excited to be talking to Brody Stevens, first of all. Uh, I love Brody Stevens. I saw him in the Hanover due date, Hanover 2. Yes. Cut out of funny people. um, Yeah. But anyway, (laughs) uh, I was going to talk about uh, baseball and Josh Hamilton because he's been really killing it lately. Like, he had two home runs the other day. He had four home runs, I think, about five days ago. And they're saying that he has two more home runs than Barry Bonds in 2001 when he was on track to 73 home runs. Now, I don't think he's going to keep this up, but, man, if he stays healthy, he could have a 60 And sober. Season. Yeah, and sober. Yeah, and sober. And if he doesn't kill any fans like last year. Keep it clean. Keep oh, it clean. Oh, that's, 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 that's hard. <laughs> I almost can't follow with I'm that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's terrible. No, but, yeah, I mean, he's doing really good. Yeah, I kind of, kind of lost. I, I, I kind of lost my excitement with that last line. You have to almost have to be almost punished with that last line. I'm yeah. so sorry. Well, I just feel bad for that. That's got to be kid. horrible to think. Everybody. That. 
Well, I mean, just to know that if you just thrown the ball a little with a little more boom, you yeah. would get a, 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 a. I mean, it's just a horrible story all around. All yeah, right, that was so, rough. all right. Well, let me handle this now. You, 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 this guy's. Yeah, it was a horrible story, and now we can talk about baseball. Okay. Uh, yes, I think he has a chance, actually, if he stays healthy, to beat Barry Bonds' record. Do you think he can actually go for it? I think so. I mean, look what he's doing right now, and he's in Texas. Barry Bonds was in San Francisco, even though he was hitting bombs there, and I guess he was on some kind of uh, stimulant. He was on some positive energy. He was on more than that. but Alpha brain. I feel like... This down in Texas with the wind blowing out and the excitement, the fans there, and this guy is just a specimen, this Josh Hamilton. I feel he does have a chance, but it depends on how the pitchers pitch to him. Yeah, you know? that's my biggest problem. Like, what are we going to do about that? If guys on a, a remarkable run, these pitchers could just stop pitching to him, and then the remarkable run's gone, and that well, affects everybody. Yeah. Well, why would they stop pitching him? Because he's that good, or yeah. because they want him to not break the record? Both. The thing, the thing I with can Hamilton, see both. Though, is that, oh, sorry. Go sorry, ahead. Uh, Go ahead. You've been accepted. He has a really good lineup here. around him too. I think you know most of the guys around him. If they get hot, you know they're going to have to pitch to him. And I think when Bonds had that monster season, I remember that Jeff Kent also had like a forty home run season that year, and that's why Bonds was able to hit so many. I believe. Right. I mean, so, the Rangers are stacked. The Rangers are stacked. He's in Texas, and they've. I mean, he's been in the. He's been in the spotlight. I think he's ready. I mean, it could happen. I mean, no, look. Let what me ask you something. Now, let's say the Rangers make a nice run. They go to their third straight World Series. Do you do you think there's some pressure on them not to be baseball's Buffalo Bills? Like now, you're like, is it more pressure just to win so they don't lose through three in a row? I, I'm like, if that becomes a real. Situation, yeah. I mean, I think getting to the World Series is a great thing. I mean, they got to the World Series last year. How they lost it has got to hurt. That they were down to one strike for two, 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 uh, two chances, and that has really got to mess with you more than just losing, getting the series and losing. How they lost. So I think that if they made it back this year and they lost. I mean, they're still not the Buffalo Bills. I mean, the Buffalo Bills did it four times. Right, but if they go three in a row, that becomes like now there's some kind of pressure and people start talking about that. Yeah, there's some pressure. I mean, I think though the Braves went through that, the Atlanta Braves, and they've kind of, yeah, they've kind of have a stigma. Like the Atlanta Braves won 14 straight league, uh, you know, titles. Yeah. And they only won one World Series out of four or five World Series. So... All right. Yeah, a little bit of pressure, but it can be done. Thank you, bro. Thanks, Luke, for calling in, bro. All right. Later, bud. At least he apologized. He was... uh, We we got... uh, He did show... Let's do learn after this other guy. Uh, You want to go to the other guy? Let's go real quick. Yo, you're on uh, Punch Drunk. 209. 209 in the house. Where's 209? Mr. Tripoli. Again, Mr. Tripoli. Yes, sir. Rick's back again. Two weeks in a row. Brody, yes, positive energy, yes. Listen to Broden Esser on the way to work this morning, yes. You got it. Friendship, hashtag, enjoy. <laughs> Just missed the only thing I missed was my kettlebells this morning. Dang it. Are you kettleballing it there? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Hiking, push-ups, 
pushing it. Yoga Stretching. posing. I will get back into kettlebells, but I'm I've not. You know, you you go on vacation. Come and you, oh. you switch it up. I like it, you, Brody. You're doing great, Brody. You're doing great. Thank you. As well, Sam. You're always doing great, you guys. Thanks, buddy. Um, yeah, no, I, I appreciate you t- answering my questions yesterday. I didn't know, or excuse me, last week. I didn't know that the uh, they're all boxing coaches for the UFC refs. That's man, that's BS. But uh, my question for this week, and again, I got to run back down to work. So if you don't mind talking about it a little bit when I leave, is you know, do you guys ever think that? The players of, you know, 10 years ago will be even anywhere near the players of today. And how does that going to equate over, you guys are talking about baseball, how is that going to equate over to MMA? I mean, are these oh. guys just going to be knocking people out, choking yeah. people out? No, 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 no. What you're going to see, uh, great question, uh, today's Thank athletes you. versus yesterday's athletes versus today's athletes versus uh, tomorrow's athletes. Quantum, but, but more or less in the MMA yeah, we. I mean, we've we've all talked about baseball and football, and but what about MMA? That's not really been something that's been brought up. Or well, I think about. what's going to happen with MMA in particular, in answer to that question, is, uh, you know, the the way the the training, the level of training is going to get so specific that everybody, uh, um. There's going to be more, I guess, parity is the word I'm looking for, for lack of a better terms. Well, I instead don't know if there being, the word. Parody instead of there being, what I'm saying, instead of there being one guy that's just unbeatable, you know, jump. and then there's two or three guys that are in that neck of the woods in that weight class, I feel like what's going to happen is we're going to see every weight class in MMA how boxing was in the 1980s when you had your Holmes, Leonard, you you know you had this, you're going to have eight or nine premier fighters at every weight class versus the two guys yeah. and then your second tier yeah. of maybes. I think what you're going to see is uh, the days of uh, Chuck Liddell being great at one thing will be long gone. I mean, Roy McDonald is now the he's the first guy to fight in the UFC that was actually trained specifically in MMA. Yes, yeah. that's a good way of looking at that too, Sam. Because you know, a lot of these MMA people right now are guys that like that are in their late twenties, and they like I started taking Taekwondo at six, and then I started wrestling once I saw the MMA existed. Now what's happening is you have ten, eleven, twelve year olds that are training in MMA. Yeah, everything, all the disciplines. So it's going to get. Think about those killers. They're going to be screwing over your daughters here. Think about like those killers years, taking. You know? <laughs> think about getting your lunch money taken when some fucking twelve year olds got you in an arm. But bar. you know, I disagree with that <laughs> because nice I guys. find they're those like kids that. aren't like that because they're course. told very quickly that you don't go beating up people and you can't use this at school. They're trained very, very early about you know the kind of weaponry that they're carrying with themselves. So no, I agree with you on that, Sammy. I've been in the MMA now for about two years and I. I've gotten in one fight in about two years, and my average before that was a lot more than that, we'll say. I, I got a big mouth, as you guys can obviously tell. Yeah. So, no, you're great, yeah, man. No, you're great. Yeah, that, was, that was a great uh, thank, explanation. I appreciate that, guys. Cool, uh, man. Again, well, thanks, Rick. Thank you for everything. Keep going, guys. And I will call in next week. Thanks. I'm here, uh, 209 representative. 209 in the house mm. correspondent. Thank you so much. Yeah. Sure. Representative. I was way off. Brody, keep it positive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so parody is good. It's not only happening in Well, it's a new sport. Football. Well, I for me it's a parody new sport. Is, you know, when you think parody you think 8 and 8. Everybody's 8 and 8. Right. No, That's when I, I think parody, I think that every team 
You know what I think of parody? You know who's got that down to a science? The NFL. Right. Every the team NFL, same day. Yep. Every team is even. Everybody has a chance to win. Uh, there's no such thing as like, this guy's got a bunch of good people behind him and a big gym and a big marketing program. And then this guy in the UFC doesn't have any money, so he doesn't have a chance to fight. It's... Everything's even. Everybody can compete. But it's the like the internet. What we were talking wins. about, like how everybody gets a chance now. Same thing with the NFL. Everybody gets a chance. Same thing with uh, the, the internet. Everybody gets a chance. With these college kids going to certain schools, everyone gets a chance. Yeah. Right. I think it's. Uh, I, I think what you're going to see in the in the UFC MMA is you're going to see where you're going to have everybody is is amazing at. All the disciplines, but they're going to be have to be world class at one discipline, meaning top five in the world at either striking, wrestling, boxing. You know, you got to have one thing. But the days of just being awesome at one thing are long gone. I think uh, Junior Dos Santos is going to be the last of those guys. Where like he he's getting his black belt. You know what? I would be awesome at my number one thing. I mean, MMA all the way around, pretty solid. But my number one specialty, getting knocked the fuck out. Yeah, that that's what you'd that be world be class at. Having just, it happen. Just having it happen to me. Lightning on the chin. We have Galern calling in, um, but do we got to go to a break? How much time do we have? Oh. Uh, uh, we'll take him back after. Oh. Galern. Our, our, Jason. How are you, buddy? Dude. <laughs> 69 in the house. 69. Yeah. What's up, Galern? 69. <laughs> how are you, Bob? Well, that's not really an area code, Galern. I don't know if you really uh, understand how that works. I'm the heterosexual of two, uh, cousin of 209. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. okay. Okay. You're here with legendary Brody Stevens. We have Punch Drunk's soccer slash uh, real uh, football correspondent Jason Galern everybody Jason Galern our soccer correspondent big match just happened uh over there in our over the pond what what happened what's going on <laughs> and 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 Galern Galern texted me constantly about uh Dude, turn on ESPN nine. <laughs> Chelsea's playing, and I'm like, dude, go fuck yourself. I'm not turn on ES. Is there an ESPN nine? It's always like weird times where he'll text me, dude. Turn on Fox Sports Dusseldorf. Uh, there's some crazy That's soccer game. In my back pocket, at Dusseldorf. <laughs> of course you do. So what happened this weekend? No, it's ESPN three, and while we're on that <laughs> fucking topic. You can see the fucking game that I'm going to tell you about. It's on replay on ESPN3. Nice. Uh, if you go to, which you won't, but uh, I mean, some of your fans might want to go. ESPN3, go to fucking replays. Click replays, click, scroll way down for soccer, but it's fucking there. And then click on Manchester City, uh, you know, uh, Queen's Park Rangers game. And, you know, I think some people do want to know this because, like, Last time I called in... Oh, we have a lot of people that love soccer. Well, last time I called in, the number of... You know, I was on Twitter, and I got zero followers. And a couple of... <laughs> so, it's just exploding with your fans. Um, you know, Alright, so anyway, what we'll do for now on, dude... Is we'll start uh, tweeting our correspondents' Twitter handles. Yeah. So we can well, start actually, getting... what we're doing... We have a website that's almost done. And one thing that we've changed on it is we have a correspondence section. So everybody that's any correspondent is going to list their Twitter handle and what they uh, are responsible for for us. And Glenn's going, can we put you back on hold? 
And then, because we got to we got to take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll finish talking about this I'll soccer. Just miss my kid pitching for the first time this year. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, buddy. Perfect. Yeah. All right, cool. hang on. Cool. <laughs> I'll just miss, miss my kid follow. pitching for the first time. Uh, I love Jason Galern. All right, guys. So uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll go a little soccer. We'll go a little NBA. We'll go a little NHL. And we'll talk a little Stephen Brody Stevens. Yes, positivity. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Surprise your woman in the bedroom. Go to adamandeve.com and receive 50% off almost any item, a free gift, three free DVDs, and free shipping. So go to adamandeve.com now and enter Toad Hop. What's up, Toad Heads? It's Frank Kramer, Heidi Hamilton. Hey, everybody. From the Heidi and Frank Show. Reminding you that if you have satellite radio, you can check us out every single Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Extreme Talk Channel 165. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern? Uh, on the East Coast, yeah, on Extreme Talk XM 165. And if you don't have satellite radio, well, you're on the Toad Hop Network, so why not check out the Heidi and Frank Show, the backbone of the whole thing? 10 a.m. to noon every single week. The premium package. But you can listen for free every day, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Check us out, Heidi and Frank. Com. Hey everyone, it's the Sports Guru and the Bud Knocker. Join us Wednesday, May 30th for the first ever Sportscast Comedy Night right here at the John Lewis Podcast Theater. Doors open at 3 p.m., so get here early. Come watch the Sportscast on the big screen from 4 to 6 p.m., followed by a live comedy show from 6.38 with some of the best in the business. Comedians Jeff Dye, Chuck Filipowski, and Brian Moot will have you rolling with laughs all night long. $3 valet, $3 beers all night long. So come join us May 30th, 3 to 10 p.m., John Lovett's Comedy Club for a night of laughs, partying, drinking, and who knows what else. Hey, it's Heidi and Frank for ScoreBig.com. There's been two ways to get tickets up until now. You can go to the venue or team site and buy your tickets directly. Or you can go to the big ticket sellers, the scalpers, if the tickets for the really big events are sold out. And you can pay way, way over face value. Who wants to do that? Who would do that? Nobody! That's stupid. You don't have to do that anymore. Thanks to ScoreBig.com, a great website where you always pay less than retail. And you never, ever, ever pay any ticketing fees at ScoreBig.com. And you can save up to 60% on tickets. Every ticket on the Scorebig website is below retail price. Guaranteed. Great events. Lakers, Clippers, Kings, USC, UCLA, Basketball, Disney Hall, Kevin Theater. Mention specific teams in a list. Well, you did. <laughs> and uh, I think that's uh, perfect the way you did Those that. were teams in Southern California, but Scorebig.com is everywhere. everywhere. I just had a, I got a global. Tweet. I got a tweet from a guy saying he's got his Giants tickets and he saved 30%. Awesome. Thanks, Scorebig.com. And that's what we're talking about. Uh, not just nosebleed seats, everything from the floor to the rafters. And again, no service or shipping fees ever. Your offer at Scorebig.com is what you pay. Always less than retail, never any fees, scorebig.com. Then type in Heidi and Frank to get uh, the passcode. Skip the line. Yeah. Start shopping right away. Get your tickets today. VIP treatment. Don't wait. (laughs) Type in Heidi and Frank. Do it right now. What are you still sitting here for? S-C-O-R-E-B-I-G dot com. Proof why I was never a cheerleader. I can't spell. There's more proof than that.
from Universal Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. ToadHopNetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Bingo. I can't believe Bingo. that. Bingo. How fast did that one hour with Brody Stevens go? It seemed like literally 10 Flew. minutes. It Flew went by. so fast. Yeah, like a time machine, Brody Stevens. All right. Hold so, real quick before we bring Glenn back on. I want to talk about what people don't see during our breaks. Even though you're watching us, but you don't see it. Brody is crunching out push-ups. Just crunching them. Yeah. Got to do push-ups during the break. Got to... Use the the body. You gotta just you gotta keep using it. You gotta keep using it, bro. You know if you're use not, it or lose it. Use it or lose it. If you're not doing the kettlebells, if you're not doing the major weights, do some push ups. Do stretching. Do you do push ups in restaurants or anything like that? No. Brody, when you go on a date with a girl, before she shows up or you pick her up, do you just start cranking out push-ups? A lot of guys do that. Oh, yeah. Get the blood flow. Get the blood flow. If you got a first date with somebody or anything like that, and you're like, man, I might get late tonight, do you jerk off before the date so you don't... No, I do shave my balls, though. Yeah? Yeah, I I shave my shaft. uh, (laughs) The whole shaft is fur? Does it look like a sloth? Does it look like one of those things in like those automatic car washes that you go through? It's just a fucking yeah. There's there's hair up up pretty high. Up. There's hair on the on the mushroom tip. Do you find? <laughs> <laughs> looks do you like find that, that women your dickhead looks like the Pringles guy. Do you find that women are turned on or turned off by fur? I think more off. turned off. Some are turned on though. Some it's like a fetish for some chicks. But... Yeah, chicks get specific when you get a specific look. They get into it. All right, let's bring back. Uh, let's bring it back. Gillern. Jason Soccer correspondent Jason Galern at dude. Jason Galern. Baby Shay just uh, threw a known hitter. Uh, yeah, well, he's uh, he's probably I don't know. I'm up the fucking hill. I just run him to the game, and now I'm doing this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Brodylicious, I'm raising fucking Shay the way you were out in the valley. Good playing fucking little league. And I'll tell you, all these fucking. It's just such a cliche. These fucking coaches are all douchebags. All the fucking, all the. Was it the same way growing up? Fucking when you played twenty years ago. I mean, when I was a kid playing in NorCal, I don't. I guess it was like this. But now I'm looking at these fucking people, and I hate all of them. Yeah, the coaches. Is that a baseball thing, or is that a little league thing? What the fuck is it? I think it's a little league thing. Yeah. Uh, to have, uh, I didn't have too many great coaches. I had a couple good coaches, but most didn't know what they were doing. They were, uh, our sons are always on the team, and then you got the other parents. You've got bad umpiring. It really brings back negative memories. Now you've now you run up the hill. You're keeping uh, Shay. He's unsupervised. You might have to put a call into the Humane Society here. He's supervised by, by all these fucking assholes. And it's like, I can't... I just had him in polo, Uncle Chief's water polo. He fucking Easter. And he goes back there. This, I can't wait till he's... Uh, I can just pull him out of this bullshit. But I mean, literally, he gets fun. <laughs> Hold your kid's you know. doing water polo? He's doing water polo. Yeah. He's doing jujitsu. I get jujitsu. He's doing baseball. Baseball, drumming. Swimming, swimming drumming. Polo. He's, it's ridiculous. What so it? I just want to let him do all this shit. And then... Take a few in a few years. But, what does he you know, like the best? Yesterday, water polo. He's like, this is the fucking funnest game, and I knew it because I played just for a semester. It is fun. Oh my god! I mean, because you're swimming and game. you're throwing shit at people. Those are two yeah. of my favorite yeah, it's, things. Yeah, it's right up Shay's alley. So with the pool and shit, so he's stoked on it. But he was playing splash ball yesterday to get him ex- exposed to it, so you actually can stand up and throw it. I'm like, it's not going to be like that. 
But the dude, the coach is like from UCLA. is a badass. He's like, oh, I want to pull him up right away. Now, based so on he's the been a few years, you know, so. based on the age of your son, uh, splash ball isn't this isn't what I think it is. <laughs> really uncalled for, Tebow. <laughs> not with learn. Not positive I energy. Jokes. Bring him on, buddy. Bring he him sure on. does. All right, so well, let's talk. So let's talk soccer. So let's so, talk the big match. So for la Sunday. It was it was going in the last game of the season. Yes, right? so, correct. But in in England, so Real Madrid won Spain. Now it's England. Manchester United and Manchester City were tied on points going into the fucking last game of the season. So tied on points, but City had a better goal differential. I mean, they scored more than they gave up. So all they had to fucking do is win at home, and they played like at the same time. Uh, you know, so they started the kickoff at the same time, like a hundred miles away. So United was on the road. They were winning one nothing the whole fucking game, and all City had to do was win at home, beat like the fucking let one of the last place teams, Queens Park Rangers, at home. So they went up one nothing, and then the defender fucked up, and they they fucking put the ball in the net. It was one one. Then the Queens Park Rangers guy fucking got a red card for you know kneeing a dude in the back. So Queens Park's down to. Ten men. It's still one-one. City's pounding the fucking goal. If they if they lose, they're going to be the biggest fucking chokers ever. Because United wins every year. It's like the Lakers and the fucking Clippers. Lakers win everything. Clippers. I know you guys are Clip Clip fans. Yeah. So they've been shit on their whole career. They haven't won anything in forty-four years. They right. The biggest joke ever, ever, ever in the history of anything. So they, they then they fucking they're up a man, pounding the goal, and they get a break. Queens Park gets a breakaway fucking goal. Up, down a man, they score one. So now City's down 2-1. Yes. The fans in Manchester, yes, want to fucking kill themselves. <laughs> like mass suicide, depressed. They're, you know, they're always the fucking worst team. So, so you know, on the other side of town, they're fucking getting the, the scores on the fucking scoreboard. Like down 1-0, one, 1-1, one, zero, one, one, two, one, United have it won because they're up. Right. So it gets to the 90th minute. The game's fucking over. It's in the 91st minute. It goes into extra time, you know, injury time. They add on a few minutes and stuff. I love that, by the way. Yeah, I love amazing. that about that sport. Yeah, is that and there's always a few injuries because it is a fucking You never know sport. when the game ends, though. <laughs> well, no, they, do. they do. They tell you. They say, like, you got four minutes. You got three minutes. And they used to not, but now they fucking do it. Good call, very delicious on that. But they Thank do, you. and they put up the fucking... They put up the... So you know how many minutes left. Anyway, 91st minute, nothing. The fans are fucking crying. They get one. They're, now they're going fucking bonkers. They get the ball out of the fucking net, bring it back. There's two minutes left. Couldn't score all fucking day. It's insane. Sergio Arguello uh, brings it fucking down, passes to Balotelli. These two guys come off the bench, right? These two young guys. And in the 90 fucking fourth minute, they bury it in the fucking back of the net. Wow. And the place goes fucking insane. Manchester United thinks they have it won because they're looking on the scoreboard and it flashes to them. You'll see it on the ESPN3. If you look, they're bewildered because it was like 2-1, 90th minute, game over, and then it's 3-2. City stole the fucking title from them. There's lots of, and everyone's happy as shit over it, but there's lots of, you know, City has been shit for so many years and then right. rich, rich Arab fucking guys, these billionaire oil guys from the Middle East, bought Man City like three years ago. Oh, that's so awesome. Been, yeah, no, amazing. So they've been bringing in 
Yaya Turi from Barcelona, Silver from Spain, uh, Arguello oh. from fucking Argentina. So they, but you can't, you know, any sport, you can buy a team, but you have to win, like the fucking Heat. They're finally right. getting it together. So now this year, and you know, and Sir Alex Ferguson, the coach of Manchester United, is like, what do you think about Man City? They're like, they'll never compete with us in our lifetime. So now they're just throwing all these fucking quotes in the guys' faces. And That's shit. so awesome. Yeah, it was, ama- it was amazing. The whole thing is amazing. But just watch the last 30 minutes on ESPN3. And it's, it was the most glorious fucking thing you've ever seen. I mean... I would. L- I love that they're showing the split screen, the one reaction, the one yeah, place. That's brilliant. They're fucking... They, it shows their face right when they get the news on the radio. And they're like, what the fuck? That is hilarious. Yeah, and justice, too, because United wins so much all the fucking time. and uh, That's how I feel about the Lakers. Now, does the soccer community like that cities come up? Yeah, because it's it's just like anything else. I mean, it's more competition. It used to be Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United, right, and fucking Liverpool. Now they got a whole other team to contend with, and they have bottomless fucking pockets, oil money. Oh and yeah. Plus, I think it's. Watch it, trips, because they pan to the fucking. I, I'll, I'll go home and watch it. I and think it's glorious. It's glorious. Last thirty, forty minutes. Watch it. The reason yeah. I ask about the uh, whether people are excited about that because I find in certain sports like the NFL. They love when a team comes out of nowhere and just starts doing well. But in the NBA, they love the status quo, and I find that in almost baseball too. They really love when the Yankees are doing well. Well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why because it's well, it's more money for them because it's a seven-game series. Right. Everybody likes to see an underdog win the Super Bowl or uh, 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 once in a while, not every year. No, no. But a wild card team, if your team isn't in the Super Bowl, you you like the little Cinderella story and stuff like that. But I tell you what, you got a seven-game series in the NBA or in baseball where two weeks potentially of TV ratings are on. I want to see some marquee names in there. I want to. I want the big market cities to be yeah. in there. If I'm NBC, if I'm Fox, of if course. I'm ABC. But that comes back to like Oklahoma City, man. Look at that. They got Kevin Durant and they're crushing it. How are their ratings though? I think they're going to be well. I mean, dude, I bet you the ratings just halfway through that game just dropped. Last night because they were getting they well, were just curb stomping. But do people from New York care about Oklahoma? Even if Oklahoma went on Oklahoma City to yeah, be a I dynasty. think it's exciting ball that yes, that city loves basketball. That they would watch someone as amazing as Kevin Durant, and that's why I was wondering about City. Will will soccer fans you know in Europe who love that sport are they excited oh, about the city coming? Build. to yeah, trips because now once the fucking win is. They put. Uh, they literally spent a billion dollars on these fucking players. They now, really do. Everyone's gonna buy the fucking shirt. Everyone's uh, across overseas and shit. And it's like winning breeds fucking winning. So it, it was massive. You, you can't miss it, trips. And it's ESPN three, not ESPN fucking nine. <laughs> I'll wait for the DVD to come <laughs> out. But listen, don't don't miss it. And and uh, let me roll, lads. But this fucking weekend is the Champions Champions League. So there's an English team in there, Chelsea plays Bayern Munich this Saturday, so don't miss out. That's the that's the best of the best of all the fucking leagues. And Man United and both Man United got knocked out of this tournament like last month. So the point is, so don't miss it. That's the biggest fucking game this wow. Saturday. Send all hate tweets to Jason Galern. Eat pussy. Get you guys get back to pussy. I'll eat pussy, bud. Eat pussy. Love you, Galern. Okay. Tell everyone I said hi, buddy. Good that. stuff, Jason. You're the best.
very delicious. Talk soon, bud. Later. Do you feel that soccer is a lot like the UFC in that there's so many things going, or MMA in general? There's like 90 different tournaments, 90 different. Yeah, it makes it hard for me to get into it because it's not laid out for me. So, you know, the soccer in general is a sport. When the World Cup was going on, I was really kind of getting into it. And America, like America made a good run soccer. and they were good at explaining <laughs> it to me. But when you got all these, you know, Champions Leagues and all this other Euro League, and then the, I don't understand what's more important. What's the Super Bowl? What's, what about the what? LA Galaxy? What about the. Uh, Have you been Chavis. to the Galaxy game, Brody? No. I would like to go. Would you ever want to go? I'd go. I drove by the uh, Home Depot Center. Did you last feel you night. had to Did look at it? Did you feel like, yeah, I was just going to say that. Well, you can't see it off the freeway, mm. but I was thinking about it. Um, I know that. Soccer is huge up in Portland and up in Seattle. They really support their teams. It's Portland, a hacky sack community. Portland Timbers and Seattle Sounders or whoever they are, but it's crazy Drew up Carey there. Drew Carey owns part of the, that Seattle team. Oh, he does? Yep. Yeah, he's a big soccer guy. I would be more into soccer, I guess, if there were... I mean, there are stats involved, but it's... I mean, baseball, I was so into stats. Everything from, yeah, attendance at the games, the baseball, the pitcher's records, the ERA. And then with baseball, yeah, you have spring training, you have opening day, you have the All-Star game, you have the World Series. Yeah. So you kind of know when everything is everything is is happening. That's why baseball is like when they had the World Series a couple times in November and they do the, the World Baseball Classic, it throws things off. I think... I think most people in America, I know things are changing and things change every day and every second, but I think to have some consistency is good. Right. Yeah. And that's where, I mean, UFC is new, and, and I think people, at least here in America, or old-time thinkers, are, they're like not... They don't want to change. It, it takes a while to change. And yeah, you know, there's definitely a resistance to it because it's they don't understand it. And, you know, you listen to ESPN, and they're always talking about how it's, like, so barbaric, and they sound like it's, like, 1950, and they're talking about Elvis being the devil's music. It's definitely... It's it's a whole new thing, and it, it seems like it's more bloody, and it seems... But it, I'm telling you, when you really watch it, it's, it's so less barbaric... That, than people really think. Oh yeah, I think that it, that people have this thing where they think that it is a parking lot fight. They think it's two really tough fucking you know jarheads getting in a parking lot fight, and it's anything but that, man. I mean, this is really it's technically discipline. sound wrestling, jujitsu, karate, uh, you know, taekwondo, uh, Brazilian jujitsu. Yeah, I think people do appreciate it. Were you a big it's boxing starting fan? To. I like boxing. I, I definitely like boxing. It was, uh, I mean, all the big fights. And boxing was more on regular TV back then. And what's, the, what's the first big fight you remember growing up watching where you were like, this is something special, something big is happening in the lexicon of sports? Oh, like any like Muhammad Ali fights, Muhammad Ali versus I remember the like end Larry of Holmes. Ali. Yeah, the end of Muhammad Holmes, Ali. Holmes Jerry Cooney for me. On HBO. Oh, that was big. I was probably eight-ish, nine years old. They're really old. promoting that. They go, yeah. Jerry Cooney knocks guys out with body blows. Yeah. And they and then, and then Larry Holmes. And that was really big for HBO. That's when HBO was starting to really throw their hat in the ring of, of um, hey, you know, you get HBO, not only do you get movies, but we're going to have some home run sporting yep. events. Yeah. And that Jerry Cooney, yep. Larry Holmes, because they were really billing him as like this. Uh, great White Hope. Great White Hope. That's Black one thing. white. 
70s and the 80s, that's what white people were just like, you know give us one guy that can stand up to all of these minorities that are just stomping <laughs> the shit out of us. Yeah. Is there any white guy, you know? Does it seem, though, that, like, in the in the lighter white class, uh, lighter weight classes, that white guys seem to have a little more success? It just seems like at the heavyweight you mean level, like the, the, the little tweaker guys, the Mickey Wards of the world. Yeah, the, but the even there's a couple Ricky white, Hattons. Yeah, I mean they don't last long, but they definitely get in there once in a while. There's that Irish kid, Sean something, some Pelvic, isn't Pavic? No. Pavic, but he went on Pavlik. to be an announcer. Well, him too, Kelly Pavlik. Kelly. Yeah, he was good for a little while. He was good. I'd like to get a list of like famous. I'm sure you can find one online. Just. I like to go and look at the history, recent history of famous boxers, whether it be famous white lightweights or whatever, just to get those names. As you get older, you start forgetting names. You really sure. do. Because I do that with all uh, years and years and years and years. Of I do that with stuff. the NFL. People will, will mention certain quarterbacks or something, and I'm like, "Fuck, man, I forgot about you know whoever it is." Yeah, uh, uh, Eric Hipple. Think... I forgot about Eric Hipple. Detroit Lions. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of quarterbacks, Donovan McNabb's been training pretty hard. Does he get another shot anywhere? I mean, like, would you give him another shot? <sighs> it's a third string guy, maybe. Well, I... here's the problem. He doesn't. He not only he doesn't even want to carry a clipboard. He doesn't even want to be a second string guy. So what's going to happen with McNabb is he is going to be this guy that's like stay in shape. Make sure you're doing these little ESPN things so everybody knows you're in shape because when when uh, training camp comes around and when the preseason comes around, somebody breaks their ankle in the pre you know, God forbid, but uh, a, a team like, a, I don't even know, a Blaine Gabbert, a rookie, a second-year guy for Jacksonville, blows out his shoulder in the preseason. Bam, there's McNabb to come in for a trial, and he's ready to fuck. What, about, my, what about Miami? Like... Wouldn't you like if you're having quarterback situation? You just you just drafted this guy. They're sold on him though. Texas A&M. Yeah, they're sold on him. Yeah, of course they are. They just drafted him. They got to be sold on him. But why wouldn't you have a Dominic McNabb sitting second or third? I think because he causes problems. That's my that's my from what I've picked up on. Could be wrong, but in well, DC, he's a bit of a media and in, circus. And then in Minnesota, d- didn't seem to be happy. And you know, you heard all these rumors too that like he doesn't like to practice and that he doesn't want to. You know, it's like practice. <laughs> He, it's a, he's a 13th, this will be his 14th season in the NFL. As a starting quarterback, for the most part, with the exception of the last two years, he's been on again, off again starter. Off again, I would say. Probably more so. But, I mean, he's always brought in to be the starter. This will be the first time in his NFL career that he's if he gets picked up by somebody in 14 years, somebody's bringing him in to not be the starter. You know, Is he a Hall of Famer? That's a goddamn good question. Uh, Would you say, Brody, that Donovan McNabb is a Hall of Famer? He's not a no. first ballot. He's not a first ballot. Hall the fact of that we have to sure. think about it means no. Really? That's what people say. I mean, at least about some. Did you Hall think of De- Dennis Rodman was going to be uh, a I mean, Hall of Famer? I know it's a different sport, but there was always that debate. I always thought he was as a rebounder and as a championship winner. Just as a winner, defensive winner. He oh, every team he went to, they won. Yeah, except the Lakers. How about Robert Ory? Seven rings. And it's not like, even though he wasn't the man, he he had a direct impact on a lot of those ring runs. I I, I almost wouldn't call him a Hall of Famer, though. Is he a Hall of Famer? He didn't get voted in, though. No, not yet. But someone like Reggie Miller, people didn't know. And I'm like, how can you say that Reggie Miller isn't a Hall of Famer? Reggie Miller is. He had a huge impact. Reggie Miller? 
Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's in now, but there was debate on whether he should be in the I know, Hall but of I, th- I thought you were... Uh, uh, that's what you're saying. I'm saying that he should be a Hall of Famer. Reggie Miller. Almost just off of the game against the Knicks, where he was choking fucking I remember uh, watching Lee. that. I remember, that where, I remember where I was. On? I remember that exactly was where I was going to happen. I was in New York when that was going on. I was in... Uh, Brody, you've been around some uh, awesome sporting events. I was at Ball State Why well, I've lucked out because my buddy was a coach with the Yankees, so I got to go to a lot of Yankee stuff, and then I got to go... I mean, just growing up here, going to Laker events. I lived in Seattle, and I got to see Seattle versus uh, the Bulls and the... Oh, that um, was a great series. Yeah, I worked at the arena there, and I'd go watch some of that. During that time, Michael... Um, speaking of Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman was more popular than Michael Jordan at that time. I well, went down to the, like the media day. He was wildly popular. There was more people around around Rodman than there were around Michael Jordan. Well, you knew what you're going to get with uh, with Michael Jordan. You know, no, back then you do an interview with uh, with uh, Rodman, you're like, hey, we're going to get something crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me ask you something. You grew up around. You grew up when Sean Kemp was like really dominating stuff, and yes, a lot of people are always talking about Blake Griffin, and they're like, "Oh, he's just going to be another Sean Kemp." And I'm like, people say that like it's the worst thing in the world. Where I'm thinking Sean Kemp was a pretty phenomenal player, and if it wasn't for drugs and alcohol when he went to Cleveland, he would have been even more dominant. He was an All '90s NBA team. Yeah, he player. was great. His dunks were incredible. He was a good rebounder. He was a uh just a, a monster, him and Gary Payton. Yeah, and this whole notion that he was horrible, this horrible, horrible player is ridiculous. People act like he's Kwame Brown. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it ended bad in Cleveland, and he got all these kids and fat yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, stuff. but that's nothing to do with him as a as a player. The problem was he went to Cleveland, got a $100 million contract back when that was unheard of, Yeah, and he did nothing with it. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, we're going to come back for our final half an hour. We got Joe Bartnick calling in to talk hockey. We got LA Kings looking good. Looking good. We could have a Stanley Cup going Huge on. Huge Kings fan right here. Go Huge. Kings go. Go Kings go. We'll be back with the Brody Stevens and Joe Bartnick calling in. Talking hockey. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Surprise your woman in the bedroom. Go to adamandeve.com and receive 50% off almost any item, a free gift, three free DVDs, and free shipping. So go to adamandeve.com now and enter Toad Hop. If you miss the Farley Brothers... I did it in a bathtub once. It was awful. It was like landmines of jizz all over me. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do that for? Landmines of jizz. Yay, <laughs> <Jizz>. <laughs> Literally bathing in my own jizz. Yeah. Like, this is wrong. You do that once. Yeah. yeah. Who wrote the has got a hunk of love. The Farley Brothers. Wednesday afternoons at 2 Pacific. Only on the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Hi, my name is Miles L. Berman. I'm known as Top Gun DUI Defense Attorney. We know how to fight your case and we know how to win. Me and my team of attorneys concentrate in representing people arrested for DUI. Call 888-4-TOP-GUN. That's 888-4-TOP-GUN. 
T-O-P-G-U-N, or visit our website at TopGunDUI.com because friends don't let friends plead guilty. At the Toad Hop Network, Tuesdays are now Tastier Tuesdays as we open our doors at 3 p.m. to you, our beloved viewer, so you can watch your favorite podcast live on the big screen right below where it's actually happening and enjoy $3 draft beers until 11 p.m. That's right, Tastier Tuesday at the John Lovitz Comedy Theater at Universal City Walk. There's no cover charge, $3 beers, and $3 valet parking after 7 p.m. Tastier Tuesday with $3 beers. This and every Tuesday at the Toad Hop Network.
ever get it through? Damn, I can't I ever get it through? Got it all figured out now. This is out of control. Why can't I ever get it through? Damn, why can't I ever get it through? This is out of You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Wow, we're only an hour away from tip-off Clippers. I'm scared. San Antonio. I'm just scared. Yes. Our final half an hour with legend of the game, Brody Stevens. You got it. Positive spirits here in Hollywood, California, just inside Los Angeles. Brody, let me ask you. Clippers? Lakers? Western Conference Finals, who do you root for as a native? As a native, I root for the Lakers. As a native. But I respect that. I'm out of here. Oh, Jason, please oh come back. Oh, my God, he just quit. Jason Tebow just quit Punch Drunk. So welcome, Brody. You're the new my co-host. Plan, my plan worked. I would say as a native, I need to go for the Lakers, especially. Okay. I don't think they've, they've not played in the playoffs ever before. No. Nope. So I have to go for the Lakers. Now, maybe in a year or two, if it happens again down the road and I'm an L.A. native, I might go. You know what? Let's give the Clippers an opportunity. You have a lot of friends in the sports world, a lot of big-time celebrities in the sports world. You're a sports guy. Uh, That has to affect how you root for teams. Maybe a team you're not really rooting for, but your buddy's on the team, so you could kind of like root for them, right? Right. It's hard because, yeah, you become friends with a player, and then that player moves to another team, or that coach moves to another team. So you kind of have your teams that are in your heart. You can't kind of can't change that. In my heart, I would say I'm a Dodger fan. In my heart, I would say I'm a Laker fan. In my heart, I'm a Los Angeles Ram fan. In my heart, I'm an L.A. King fan. I'm kind of cheer in my heart where I was raised and born. But mm-hmm. as a professional and as an adult and as somebody moves around and has professional relationships, yeah, yeah um, my rooting interests vary. can vary. Just like a player. A player's got to move around. Uh, yeah. Coaches move around. Of course. Are you a big Kings fan? Big Kings fan? No, I wouldn't say a big Kings fan, but enough to wear. You're gla- excited that on the run. That's I'll be exciting. honest, I jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, me somewhat, too. You know? That's what you do in your hometown, though. That's what you do in your hometown. Speaking of bandwagons. I think he might be gone. No, I think that's him right there, right? Well, it doesn't say no. that that's him anymore. Let's wait for one and see what one says. If that pops up, as him. Um, just give it a second there, Tim. Once you, once you, um, once you know, you know. I, I was in Chicago when when Cubs made a slight push. I was in Chicago when White Sox made a run at the World Series and won a World Series. I was in Chicago with the '85 Bears. Um, I was in Indianapolis area when the Colts made a Super Bowl run. I've been in Los Angeles with l- multiple team runs. When you're in a city. And they get far, even if it's not your per se team, you drink the Kool-Aid a little bit. You want the whole town, it gets this right. little magic vibe, and that's always fun. I'm not a huge hockey fan. I'm not a huge hockey guy. But the 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 the, uh, 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 the Kings making this run 
It's, it's exciting. exciting to me. I like it. It makes me get into it a little bit. I'm like, oh, the Kings are playing tonight. Are they winning? Or is anybody going to watch the game? Or I anything agree. Like that? Yeah, that's what I'm kind of like. It's helping me get out of the house. Like maybe I'll sure. go to a. A Buffalo Wild Wings. Do you like wings. Buffalo Wild Wings? I love it. It creates camaraderie within a city. Yeah. Everybody, let's all go to the sports bar and watch our city. And high-five a stranger. And high-five a fucking stranger, and it's great. It's a lot of fun. And then wash your hands after. And maybe, maybe... You bring a lot of Perel, don't, don't, with you all the time. No, I've been doing it a little more only because... You're more, being more famous, and you meet more people. That can be addicting, the Purell. Yeah, I'm not doing... I'm just washing my hands, and it's like... It's. I don't mind shaking hands, but it's almost at certain places where I'm shaking hands. It's I'm right. Like, I'm right. all about. I'm fist pumping it too much too. Like now we got a couple. I'll, I'll let you guys pick. We got Bartnick. Well, yeah, let's we go got, Bartnick let's go because Bartnick. he's our boy. He's our hockey correspondent. Please welcome Before, his Twitter uh, at Joe Bartnick. Please welcome Joe Bartnick to the show. Yes. Hey, what's happening, guys? Brody. Joe. Good. I'm yeah, been well. too long. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing great, Brody. I'm doing great. The L.A. Kings are on fire, everybody. Do you love it? I really do love it. I wore an L.A. Kings jersey uh, two days ago around town. I got like five or six high fives. People going, let's go, Kings. See, that's what we were just talking about. L.A., it's it's amazing. It's fun. We were just talking about how that it creates that city camaraderie, that vibe where you're like, you know, hey, cool, this guy's supporting the team. He's got a... The easiest way to turn a town into a hockey town is to have your team go deep into the playoffs. Because once a city experiences playoff hockey, yeah. once they once they're sick to their stomachs one second, then they're elated the next. They can't sleep. They wake up. Everything is hockey. It's a lot like being pregnant. Yeah. Hey, uh, Joe, do you feel that this run right now will have a direct effect in that twenty years in LA we'll have our first Mexican high hockey player? <laughs> well, Scotty Gomez is a Mexican. He, he's been playing the NHL for a while. He's from Alaska. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. He's a Mexico. Like because I think this is actually a sport where Latinos could do well because even though they don't grow to be the biggest guys in the world, they're always fast. And in hockey, that's great. And by the way, that just proved that there's crystal meth in Mexico. Because if a, if a Mexican made it from Mexico all the way to Alaska and dropped anchor and set up camp there... That's somebody who's loving to walk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, the more they get assimilated into America, the more hockey players they're going to produce. It's I just a matter of time. I think I there's mean, some what, California has some players, right? Oh, absolutely. There's a there's a bunch of hockey. There's a bunch of hockey players from California. What's your? Uh, you, can we get some Bartnick predictions on how uh, how the NHL is going to unfold here? In like the next uh, week, I I think the Kings in five uh, mm-hmm. on the East Coast. I think the Rangers in seven. Okay. Uh, well, what I'm is America for, I'm for the Devils because they did my bidding. They got rid of the Flyers for me, and I think the Devils might even be the better team. But I think the Rangers just are on a roll and they're just really playing playoff hockey. And when you get twenty two guys that will jump in front of a puck with their oh. face. Are we setting That's up? How you win. Are we setting up a classic collision course of New York versus Los Angeles? I hope so. I think that would be really fun. It's what the networks would want, right? I know the NHL would love that. Hockey that would, would do love that. so much for the sport. L.A. versus New York. The beat L.A. Huge. chance. That would yeah, be great. I- Rangers, Kings, epic. And the Kings are—they're you know—they're not the original six, but they're the next six. So they've been around a long time. They have a lot of history. That's what the 
a lot of hockey, you know, people that don't know too much about hockey, the Kings do have some history. Yeah. So it's nice that they get a shot, you know, to, to not be around, to not be playing for anything in about 20 years. That's a long time for a hockey team. So right. it's just great for the fans that have supported this team for a long time to get a little taste. Have you have you gone to games at Staples? Yes, I have. I've gone to probably like 13, 14. I, I always go when the Penguins play there, and I've gone probably like five or six other times. Are the uh, are the oh go on, bro? How know. is the atmosphere there for a game at Staples? For a, is it loud? Is it is it is it the sight lines good? I mean, I only know it for Lakers, pretty much. Yeah, the sight I mean, the sight lines are great. I I think that's just a great place to watch sports. I remember seeing. I saw the Kobe score like 60 one night. I was in the last seat. I was in the Bob Buecher seat, and it was damn near my, you know, a great seat. Yeah, there are you know, no I bad mean, seats at the Staples there Center. Bad seats at Staples. For hockey, you know, the, you know, it's like the crowds are good for hockey games. They they get into it, you know. I mean, it'll never be like the old Chicago Stadium or the Pittsburgh Civic Arena. I love Chicago the, Stadium. The newfangled... Uh, hockey arenas, it, it gets pretty loud. Yeah, you know, it's, it's never going to be hard. like that in L.A. because, listen, I, you know, the reality is is that L.A. people go through a lot to get to the game. They're tired of shit, and they have a lot going on in their life. I mean, like, it really is when we're discussing, like, how baseball players can come here and kind of get lost and still be celebrities, but not they don't have to live in a fishbowl. There's something about that because there's so much shit going on in this town that we love our sports, but it's not all we got. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. It's a tough town. Yeah, I mean, the it's biggest, a tough I mean, town for sports. Yeah, I mean... Because everybody's from somewhere else. And one of the Kardashians walks in. He's not the biggest star in the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? The biggest star is my boner. Which Kardashian would you take a shot at, Because um, well, the, uh, the middle one's me? hot. The middle one's hot. Yes. I like big girls, so you know I'm not afraid of the big one. You'd go her over the other two, though? I, I'm not into Kim. I, Kim is, I mean, I think there's times when she's hot, but... What about you, Brody? Oh, Chloe, definitely. What about you? Is that the tallest no, one? Um, you don't like that one? You like the smallest one. What about Bartnick? No, the, the I one... I like the one that's pregnant right now. Yes, me too. Which one's that? That's the fucking littler not, one. Like the not, not, not the Kim. Oh, they're, hey, the, they're having another Courtney. kid? Yeah. Why are we talking about Courtney. that? Courtney. Yeah, because we're talking about which one we do a bang. Do go on uh, Kim Kardashian's Wikipedia page and just read that. It's hilarious. Really? Oh my God! So they can get in there and they can just change your whole thing up. That's right. what Wikipedia is, and like they've lit her up. Oh, I'm sure. So are you guys watching the Kings game right now? No, no, no. I've been watching them. Yeah, I've been watching them. I've been doing my I best game to film. I listened to it on the radio when I drove back. I put it on Fox Sports Radio. Listen to the game. Yeah, I mean, the Kings have a... It's another thing, too, like the Penguins always had Mike Lang, a Hall of Famer. The Kings have a great announcer. Bob Miller. Even better. On, uh, for uh, a radio or television? Uh, for, 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 for television. Oh, really? That's awesome. I'm not quite sure about this. Uh, the radio I've only heard a few times. Bob Miller, right? He's a great guy. Yes, Bob Miller is a great announcer. Is, yeah. is he known as a great announcer around the league or just here locally? No, he's known as a great announcer around the league. He's, yeah, he's he's a great announcer. You got to have a great announcer in L.A. Is it is it hard because you know you always had Chick Hearn and now you got Miller who's good and I don't know if he gets the recognition he should in town or nationally. The interesting thing is Ralph Lawler on the Clippers. Bingo! 
I, so yeah, but he says bingo for the other team, and it that's infuriates me. That's the problem me. with Lawler, oh, is that the team yeah. has been so bad for so long. Look who and, you're rooting for. And the truth of the matter is, is that Clipper broadcast used to be so the other team... Could got, people who like the other team could watch their team play. Right. So he literally was doing Clipper broadcast for the other team. That's funny. But now we're winning. He's not used to it. So he's like, he gets excited when the other team starts knocking the lights out. And they asked him what his dream championship uh, series would be. He said San Antonio versus Boston. And Mike, Mike, uh, what's is it? Mike? Are you serious? Yeah. Who's the other guy? Mike. Uh, who's his psychic? Mike Smith. Smith. Mike Smith was like. Do you know who you call games for? And you can see, like, kind of hit him right there. Right. So it's interesting to see what happens with Ralph Lawler. I feel for him because he's been with this team for so long, and they're finally getting a good team. But it's like you can't root for the other team, man. No. You don't have to get nasty, but you can't celebrate when they get a shot. Hit a shot. Bingo! Thunder! <laughs> You're like, what? This is the greatest day of my life! Another three by Durant! You're like, what? Who are you rooting for, man? Greatest day of your life. <laughs> it is like his make-a-wish, though. I mean, after like 40 years of calling those games, you know, he has a big year. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens with him because he was with one team for so long. Yeah. And, like, usually those people get recognized in the Hall of Fames. Like, but do you recognize Ralph Lawler when his team sucked for 30 years? Yeah, there's a Chick Hearn statue outside of the Staples Center of Chick Hearn just sitting at a desk with headphones on. Ralph Lawler doesn't even have a parking spot. I know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's interesting. All right, Joe, well, uh, we know you got a big game today. I don't think Tebow and I will be there because we have a Clipper game we're going to go to, but keep us posted. And, and uh, congrats on uh, ESPN and the ESPYs. Am I allowed to say that? Sure. Joe just got hired to write on ESPN's uh, SB Awards. Oh, Rob Riggle. Yeah, my yeah. my my co my co actor from The Hangover. Very oh, cool. Absolutely. Very happy for you, dude. You're a great writer and a good friend, and uh, we're glad you could call in on such short notice, brother. Oh, absolutely. You know me. I'll, I'm the Barry Melrose of Punch Drunk. I just saw him the other day. All right, Joe. You're Thanks, the best. Joe. Love you, buddy. Where did you see but Barry Melrose? I'll, I'll, I'll call in next week. Always, right, anytime, man. All right, bud. Uh, okay, vine and fountain and vine. Really? See, what was he doing? Walking around, talking to anybody that would listen. Barry Melrose? Some dudes yeah. call him from Bangkok. A uh, world true? champion? Is this true? Let's see. Let's see what we got. Are we really calling from Bangkok, Alex? Hey, what's up, guys? Enjoying the podcast. Are you in Bangkok? I am. Brody Stevens. I spent time there. On yeah. vacation, Brody? No, well, I spent some vacation time, but I was there for Hangover too. Oh, is that where they shot it? Yeah. Stayed at the Four Seasons. You know where that is? Uh, no, I don't stay at those nice hotels, but... See, when you're in... my money for the hook. When you're in, the my money for the hookers. Yeah, see, he's on a, uh, he's there for sex. He's not there to get a massage. I got good massages every day. What about La Boya Hotel? Unless uh, I got, unless it has lady boys at it, he doesn't know what you're talking about. Are you in? Ba that's true. Are you in the city of Bangkok? I am. Yeah. So how far are you say from like the Center Point Mall? <laughs> Is there a center point mall? There is, right? There's a lot of malls, but I don't spend time at the malls. God, this guy's there for... What are, are you, you only there for sex? <laughs> 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 
The ladyboys here, they look, they look like women until they're, until they're naked, you know? <laughs> and that's when you turn the lights off, and right? that's pretty much all you're doing. Just watching dude, yeah. watching chicks take off their pants and turn into dudes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no malls, no fucking bars. I go but to I'm, malls. But I'm straight. I'm straight, so no yeah, problem. Well, you know, just because you hook up with training doesn't mean you're not straight. It just means you you, you don't have a lot of cash on you. It just means you're gullible. <laughs> just means that, hey. I see the trannies are more expensive than the real the real girl hookers. Out here? Out there? Really? Yeah, because they're, they're just, they're like more rare and they're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trannies are more. They're more. Uh, the lady boys are more aggressive. <laughs> are they? Yeah, much more. Aggressive. Like on the street, I got, there. I got pickpocketed by one. Now I now I need a new iPod. Oh, those motherfuckers! Probably. Is this is this world champion? Yeah, it is. Oh, good I'm to hear huge, from you. I'm a huge fan of Brody. Oh yeah, you're you yeah. always like busting my balls. Yeah, I'm a big Grizzlies fan. What can I say? Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry about, about how that, you took dude. that. So deep. So you're teaching. You're teaching English in Bangkok, right? Yeah, when I'm not having sex with hookers. <laughs> How uh, spreading <laughs> spreading democracy? I love it. Is that a hard gig to do to teach uh, to teach English there? Do you have to know uh, Bang Bangkokanese or whatever they call it? It's Thai, dude. Oh, speak Thai? No, you, you you don't have to speak Thai. You just you, you have to like entertain. You don't really have to teach them, you know, because. They don't want to learn anyway, so. Will you be our hooker correspondent? Yeah, I'll be your tranny correspondent. <laughs> That's great. I'm, I have a special feeling you're going to have a lot of competition for that correspondency <laughs> position. But right well, now, we will put you in the driver's seat. It's it's 6 a.m. here right now. I'm, like, up early. And oh, so you've been work, tweaking all night. Oh, so you're watching soccer. <laughs> in ESPN yeah. 9. Uh, are you next, have, next week? I'll next week I'll call in when I actually have a hooker in my room with me. That would be if great. You do that, if you do you that, you've got the job. Guy on the planet. If you do that, you are our hooker. If you do that, you will be featured on the Punch Drunk website. Not uh, actually. I will go one step further. If you do that, I will make that our thirty-second commercial for the following week's show. Is you and a hooker? I will make you guys the Toad Hop commercial for the following week. That would be so awesome if you get one of those lady boys to uh, talk or tell everybody to listen to Punch Drunk on Toad Hop Network. <laughs> Absolutely. If you can get a Bangkok hooker to promote our show from Bangkok, I will make that the commercial. Yeah, and we'll send you a shirt. Well, it's not very difficult to find a hooker in Bangkok. So this is going to be so I can awesome. Manage. I'm excited for that. I am too. Are you calling just to talk to Brody, or you have actually a sports-related something? Yeah, I have a question for Brody. Would would he be comfortable when he was, you know, playing in college and stuff? Would he be comfortable with a gay teammate? Uh, Good question. Good when call. I was in college, or like now? Both. Well, whenever, whenever. If you were playing, if you were still playing, say, would you be? Has that answer changed, Brody? I mean, I'm more mature now. I would think that. I mean, I never thought I had any gay teammates back then. Um, yep. I think I would be okay you're, with it. I you're think, into chicks, right? Yeah, I'm into chicks, even though I question everything about myself. <laughs> but okay, if I had a gay, I mean, I'm okay. I mean, I didn't have any gay teammates that I knew of, and if I did, I, I would say like as long as they were good players and weren't like you know making me uncomfortable in the showers. So twenty, which they did, which they wouldn't do. I don't think. Is there a difference between twenty year old Brody Stevens? Arizona State, 
in a pitching rotation. Uh, you know, imma- you know, we're all immature when we're twenty. Twenty-year-old Brody Stevens finds out he has a gay team- teammate versus you know Brody Stevens today, who you know finds out one of his buddies. Let's say you found a triple he was gay. Well, either way, I'll take <laughs> either way. I'll take him out to dinner. Yeah, and um, talk. And see what's see what happened to him. Uh-huh. Why hey, they, would you just put, sit me down and ask like, is this going to be an issue? Like, I, am I just going to be craving your 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 dong? I would say, Sam, are you just going through a phase? Is <laughs> this a, is this a choice you're making? Yeah, or do you really want to suck me off? <laughs> or do you really want to suck me off here at Buffalo Wild Wings? <laughs> <laughs> Will we watch the uh, L.A. Clipper game? <laughs> While we watch the Kings. I watch the Kings game. I don't have a problem with it. You know, like I said, I think some people might. Uh, definitely, athletes can be. It can be a cultural yeah. wasteland at times. Sure, of course. I'm not a big fan of the jock stuff, but I think even with what, is it weird? Listen, I have no problems. With, gay people are cool. I, I'm fine. Equal rights across the board on everything. It, I don't think your sexuality should determine who you are as a person. It should be just one of many characteristics of you. Yes. But it, I, and personally, I wouldn't even have a problem with it, too, if I'm showering. I know the guy's gay, staring at my dong. I don't really care. Uh, but would that affect you? Would you know that? Because like, it's almost like you showering with women. You'd just be staring at the lady parts. Yeah, and I'd get a erection. Yeah, I wouldn't care. I'd be, I'd, I'd be like, dude, the guy's staring at my dong. <laughs> I don't care. I just got to shower. The guy's totally staring at my root. And, but, what if he's staring at your dick just feverishly beating off while you're taking a shower? Wouldn't even bother you. I with. wouldn't care. I but probably some, but, wouldn't care. But some, would. but some, some gay I, I guys can be touchy. Yeah. I did Boom a show shakalaka. last night. I, I did Boom a show shakalaka. last night in Orange County, and I think this guy was a gay guy and another gay guy in the gay crowd. guys are aggress- physically aggressive. Yeah, They're sexually he like, aggressive. He was like touching me, physically aggressive. Great job! Like, don't can you not touch me, please? Yeah. Gay guy, gay gay guys can be as physically aggressive as like black guys are with like white. Well, white you got, they got to understand that it is. It's not that you're not uncomfortable with who they are. It's just you're uncomfortable with them. Touching you, knowing what they want, and that's the slob yeah. you're not. Oh, yeah. This other day, this gay guy's. The other day, I did this show. I don't do that, and people think, "Oh, Brody, you're gay." No, I'm not. It brings up an adverse reaction. Yeah. The other day, this guy. That was so funny, right? That was great. Oh my God, you're gold, brother. I love chips. you. I like to cuddle. Like the, I, I like the smell of perfume. How about some? Uh, what about some of the Brody Stevens dirty talk from the? Yeah, that I gotta good. keep it clean. Yeah, no, that was good. Uh, but it, you you were keeping it clean with your dirty talk. Hold on, we got a hey uh, champion. We got a jump. Uh, so call next week with a hooker, and we will make you a commercial. Uh, All right, man. All right, thanks, thanks for calling. She's a tranny too. Make sure she's a tranny, dude, and you'll be a legend. Can we go to this last bag of bets and then we'll wrap it up? Bag um, of bets. We sure can. Bag of bets. Go you for got it, Chad. Two, you got a minute, Chad. What are you thinking? Yo, I don't know if you guys covered this at all. I totally forgot you were on today by accident, and I like had to do a massive Twitter search to find the number and shit. So, um, Clippers, first, I yeah. don't see the clip. I know you guys are all crazy Clipper fans. I can't see how they're gonna win. Okay. All right. So you got a bag of bets. Let me hear what this bag of bets is. Cause let me. I gotta be honest with you. I. I I'm. I feel we can win this series. I feel the Clippers can win this series. I feel confident going. I'm not afraid of them. The team that I'm afraid of is getting housed by Oklahoma. I'm not afraid of the, the, these guys. So I'm willing to hear what you're going to say the bag of bets is. But you have to know that what you lose has to be 
beyond anything I'm going to lose. Because I'm going way out on the limb here on taking the Clippers. You're taking the Spurs, which is a huge fuck, which isn't that big of a gamble. So you got to be risking a lot of shit. So what it, What are you willing to risk? No, not at all. And I agree. Like, I don't even know. That's the problem. Because I don't. I have like seven Twitter followers, so I can't do anything like stupid on there. So like, if you guys have anything thought of, I'm willing. I whatever you want, I'm pretty much willing to do. You have well, seven uh, Twitter followers. No, I, I don't really. I use it to like follow sports writers and like you guys. Oh, that's so, cool. Well, we already have someone calling in with a tranny, so that's gone. <laughs> are so, you are you married, single? What's your what's your status? Um, dating seriously. How long have you been dating? Oh, we believe you. Uh, three years. You've been dating three years. Does she have a big rack? Yeah. Like a big yeah, rack? Actually, yeah. Okay, no. That, but yeah. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. now we're, we're getting digging. there. Now, now we're digging we're getting into there. something. St. Louis baby back of ribs. Yeah. Okay, so I'm thinking if the Clippers win, you, we don't have to see your face, but we want full nipple shot with, <laughs> with, with punch drunk written over her, her tits by her nipples. Like that Time Magazine cover. But we don't have to see her face. We just get all tit with punch drunk. Punch drunk under one breast, dr- punch on one drunk, Press drunk on the other one. <laughs> Punch on one okay, drunk. What are, you, what are you putting up? <laughs> what would I? What would you want me to do? I. Uh, um. He'll figure it out. Why? You hate the Lakers or the Heat more? Lakers. Uh, Lakers. Lakers. Gonna yeah. wrap. Uh, Kobe game replica jersey. You gotta wear it for a week straight. Okay, I could do that. I can do uh, that. Replica. Not a week right. straight for a couple days, though. So, Chad, call back next week. We'll square that up. Stick around for Joey Medina, uh, comedian Rene Garcia, uh, and his gay stepson will be Joey's <laughs> guest, talking all things gay. Brody oh. Stevens, you crushed it. Yes, Brody, I love you so energy. much. Thank Brody you for filling in. Thanks, would guys. you do it again? Yes. Yes, Anytime, I would. Anytime. You're love always you welcome. Rene, thank you. Thank Bye. you. Toadhopnetwork.com, bitches. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.